0: You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On
1: Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hello and welcome to the Friday episode of Locked On NFL. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy, Q. I'm Locked On Steelers. He's Locked On Raiders. We've got an exciting Friday show to talk about here, and I'm not just saying that because I cover the Steelers and I got an easy topic here off the top of the board here, because Q... The Steelers did what I've been saying that they would do all along. They worked it out with Ben Roethlisberger, and they worked out a new deal that basically he's just going to be around for one more year, and somehow they saved themselves $15 million against their salary cap, putting them, according to SpotRack.com, putting them – under the salary cap by $8 million, with still several more moves that they can do to continue to improve their cap space.
1: I mean, they have an opportunity now to make a team. They have an opportunity to field a team and, and be competitive in 2021. You knew that the $41 million cap hit that Big Ben had originally on his contract was not going to fly in 2021. So they had to do something, you know? And so, good thing for Big Ben. He wants to be a stealer. He wants to run it back. He wants to have that opportunity. He's made a ton of money, so he's able to you know, renegotiate or do a new contract put some things together by the way he got a lot of upfront money so don't feel too bad for him you know he still got about what 14 13 million dollars signing bonus but uh, ultimately man I, I love how the Steelers put this contract together and have four voidable years meaning that this contract is a one-year deal basically for like you mentioned 14 million dollars but they have four voidable years which no doubt about will be voided
0: Absolutely. That's that's the thing. Omar Khan is the number guy, numbers guy for the Steelers in their front office. He's been doing this for years he's been the guy who's been you know just whenever they need to, to do this because the Steelers every year every year Q I hear the Steelers are in salary cap hell because <laughs> they're 20 million dollars over the salary cap no they're not this is part of the plan they restructure some guys they move some money around all of a sudden they're 20 million dollars under the cap and then they're signing the guy that they need in free agency and then they're drafting everyone and they're still they're, they're still chugging along that's what the Steelers do now granted I think that there was a lot more up in the air with how this year went because through 10 games when Ben Roethlisberger had 25 or 25 touchdowns and like only like like five interceptions or something like that, there, there was the talk around like uh, if he keeps playing like this, do you have to pay him that money next year because he's playing that well. But then when he fizzled out at the end of the year, I think it rebrought it back like, okay, so Ben, great start to the year, but obviously there's limitations. So that I think that gave the Steelers the ammunition negotiations to say, Ben work with us. And, and to Ben's credit, he said from the jump, I don't care about my salary. Yep. We, I want to make this work with the Steelers. And he said, with his press release, he always he wanted to retire a Steeler. It's looking like that's going to be the case now. And um, and in doing this, he took listen. We so he, they cleared fifteen million dollars in cap space, but he also took a five million dollar legit pay cut. This isn't just a restructuring where all of that fifteen million dollars just got moved into future years. He took a legit pay cut cue to be able to stick around, which. I think is a huge step for what the Steelers need to now say, okay, we can sign these players here to stick around. Like, you know, players like Zach Banner, players like Cameron Sutton. You know, people are looking at Juju and Bud. I still think those guys are lost because they are going to command some serious coinage in this free agency period. But this gives them the room to say, hey, you know what? we want a veteran center to sign to our team because we just lost Marquise Pouncy. We want an off ball linebacker who can compliment Devin Bush in case we can't get our guy in the draft. This gives them the room to, to, to be able to say, hey, we can actually do that now.
1: Yeah, absolutely, uh, and it also shows leadership from Big Ben, and I know he's a lot more mature than he was when he first came into the league, but, I mean, again, he's made a ton of money. He, he took a legit, like you said, $5 million pay cut. Uh, he, he makes, it makes a lot of sense for everybody involved, you know? I mean, why would Big Ben want to be out on the open market and go play for another team? And I know it worked out well for Brady this past year, but that ain't going to be the story every year. I mean, a guy's not just going to leave an organization he's been with forever and go win the Super Bowl with someone else the next year. That doesn't happen very often. So, uh, you know, that's 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 kind of a rarity. So uh, Big Ben, he, he made all the sense in the world. Stick with what you know. And for the Steelers, it makes all the sense. Stick with what you know. Who was the better option right now to go into 2021 as the starting quarterback and give them a legit shot at making a deep run into the playoffs? I mean, Big Ben, anyone else on the roster? No, I don't think so. And I don't think that a rookie quarterback was going to give him that same opportunity either. So I looked at it as the Steelers didn't have really a whole lot of different options. They had to get this done and for Big Ben it was like he didn't have a whole lot of options either if he wanted to keep playing he needed to get it done.
0: Right and that's the thing about this is, and I keep telling people this nationally and, and you know people that, that the, the people outside of the Steelers beat seem to don't understand what the Steelers are this position the Steelers are in right now they got a lot of young players that they want to sign to their future TJ Watts contract is coming up hmm. they, they make if it's Patrick contract is coming up those are two first team all pro undisputed the best some of the best at their position in the in the NFL right now, and they still got other young players that they really like, like Chase Claypool, Kevin Dotson, Stephon Tuit, who's who's getting into his late 20s and is starting to enter his prime, Devin Bush, you know, the Alex Highsmith had a really good year. Deontay, you know, they got Deontay Johnson. They got people that they really like that are young and can be around this team for several years. And this is still a nucleus that they could that they can build around. And here's the problem: is that when people say, "Well, why not just cut Ben Roethlisberger or force him to retire?" If that happened, they only clear out $19 million in, in, in salary cap space. In doing so, that's only four million more dollars than what they what they got from, from from doing this deal. And in doing that, what you're saying is that if that happened, you'd have to either A trade up in the draft and go get a, a quarterback in the first in, in the first round. Cause I don't think that they're going to get one of the four guys who I think are legitimate fourth first round draft pick quarterbacks in this in this draft class. Um I, I think if they if they had done that, they give up the draft capital they need to address the offensive line and the running back position in this draft. So they're not doing that this year. And then B, if you go and trade for or sign a free agent quarterback, who are you getting that's worth that that's taking less than fifteen million dollars a year, which is you know what what basically you'd be getting there, but from Ben's savings, who are you getting that that is so much better than Ben Roethlisberger at that price and saves you that kind of money? You're not getting anybody like that. No. You know Cam, Cam Newton, unfortunately, as much of a big Cam Newton guy as I am, he ain't playing at that level. He don't know your offense. There's going to be an adjustment period. Yep. Ben knows their offense. They need to make it so he doesn't throw the ball 50 times a game. But he's a guy that you can count on and say, hey, he's, he was making deep throws at the end of the year when he actually decided to make them. They just need to fit a scheme better to limit the amount of times he has to throw the ball. Also, to your point, Q, the man's made $253 million <laughs> in his NFL career. I think he's fine.
1: I do, too. And, you know, I, I'm glad that you said that he, he shouldn't have to throw the ball 50 times a game. And James Conner, Conner is a nice story, and uh, I think he's been a, a nice player. But he hasn't been a great player, and he hasn't always been available right. for the Steelers. Can they go and get... A running game. Does this help them establish a running game, bring in a running back that they feel like this dude could help lead the charge and really get back to kind of Steelers offense where it's more balanced instead of just Big Ben dropping back to throw the rock 50 times a game?
0: Absolutely. I think that the, the, the primary off focus in this in this offseason is improve the offensive line. They have two positions they really can address offensive tackle and center. If, if one of the top six offensive tackles falls to you at 24, go get him. Draft him. You're happy with that. And then right. in the second round, see you can get a running back. But if one of those top six is gone at offensive tackle, my book, they need to either draft Najee Harris or Javante Williams. I know some people are saying Tra- Travis Etienne, but – Williams and Harris are Steeler type of backs. They're guys who run between the tackles. They create yards after contact. They can catch the ball. They can pass protect. They do all the things that a typical Steelers back is known to do. Travis at the end is closer to Alvin Kamara. I don't think that they have the offense for that yet. If they, now in, in the coming years, if they, if next year they went and drafted a mobile quarterback and that changed things, that would change things up for where ATM would fit in their offense. But right now, those are the two guys that I have. They could legit get that get those guys sign a free agent tackle or center that helps that that boosts their depth a little bit and build with the offensive line that they have. Zach Banner I think is going to be better than most people give him credit for. I think David DeCastro is uh, he was hurt this year, so if he comes back and he's healthy next year, they're in a good spot. Kevin Dotson had a really good rookie season. Um, go look up his PFFF grades if you're PFFF PFF grades. <laughs> um, I, I said too many F's there, um, but. Uh, but, look, but go look up his, his pro football focus grades and you'll see how, how strong he was playing there and go look at his tape and you'll be like, whoa, who is this fourth round rookie that stepped up last year? They have the makings to get to to fix this ground game and to make it formidable next year. They don't need to make it the best ground game in the NFL. They just need to make it, you know, reasonably talented. And if they do that, Q, that that's going to balance the offense enough. I, I think legit if this offense is in the range of the top. 13 in the NFL, which is where around it was finding itself this year, even with the fall off it had at the end of the year. They're absolutely competing next year for, for serious things with the way this defense plays, as long as the defense stays healthy.
1: Real quick, dude, when you look at the the AFC North now, knowing that Big Ben's coming back, Lamar Jackson, uh, we'll see if he's able to take another step forward. I think is the 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 biggest goal for him is gonna be able to take a step forward with his arm. Baker Mayfield and the Browns, can they repeat what they what they did in uh in 2020? And does Joe Burrow come back strong from uh you know? know a torn ACL that's going to be a question obviously the Bengals aren't going to be a, a contender in that division right now but where would you say that the Steelers are right now how would you feel about them winning the AFC North or at least the favorites to win the AFC North now that you know Big Ben is for sure coming back
0: I think they're in the contention for it. I think that they're going to be battling with everyone else. And, and it's funny, Q, we did our those ultimate division crossovers, crossovers where everyone in division did did our crossover episodes. Yep. Last year, I was told by all the other hosts, the Browns hosts, the Bengals hosts, and the Ravens hosts, that the Steelers would finish third or fourth in the division. They'd be 5 and 11, and that they'd be drafting a quarterback in the first round this year. They finished 12 and 4. Yes, they lost to the Browns in the playoffs, but it's clear there's a lot more to that roster than what people are giving credit for. I think people overlook T.J. Watt. I think people overlook Look, making Fitzpatrick, they're going to overlook Devin Bush because they forgot that he didn't play most of this last season. Um, I think I think people still are overlooking Chase Claypool and the contributions that he had. There's a lot of things to this roster other than just Ben Roethlisberger. He's not just carrying them by him by by himself, and if he was then we'd be talking about a lot of different things. And I think at some point you would have seen this team fall off a cliff, but it did. They have, they they still have never had a losing record under Mike Tomlin. Um, I don't think that they will in the foreseeable future with this defense, as long as that's intact. So if I, had money, if I had money to bet on this, I would bet on the Steelers competing and being right in the mix next year. If not winning the division, one or two games out of doing such and still finding a way to make the playoffs. And if you have money to put down out there, <laughs> you know where you got to put it is betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost everything anything you can imagine bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts and remember to use the promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n locked on to get that 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit you are locked on nfl Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team...
1: Welcome back to Locked On NFL. It's the Friday edition. He's Chris Carter. I'm your boy Q. He hosts the Locked On Steelers. I host Locked On Raiders. And uh, right now, we talked a lot about Big Ben. The Steelers, they have their quarterback. No doubt about it for 2021. They know exactly who it's going to be. Now, there's other teams in the league, across the league, that aren't so sure exactly who their quarterback is going to be. One team I think has a good idea but now there's a lot of conversation around him, and that is Russell Wilson. And Chris, we've talked about Russell Wilson and the Seahawks multiple times here on the show, and I kind of just dismissed it as, oh, it's just, you know, it's a conversation. It's probably a money grab. It is what it is. He only got three years left on his deal. But, you know, there's that old saying, man, where there's smoke, there's fire, and Mike Silver from the NFL Network, and I'm not a big uh, Mike Silver guy, but he put out a report saying uh, Seattle, the Seahawks are not happy with Russell Wilson's situation. They're expected to listen to offers from the quarter quarterbacks at the the they're expected to listen to the offers from the quarterbacks four preferred teams Dallas, Chicago, New Orleans and Las Vegas. So, I see those names, I see those headlines, I hear that and I kind of feel like there's something brewing. I don't know if it's going to happen this year or maybe it happens next year, but it feels like something is brewing when it comes to Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Uh, they go on to say that he has a riff with uh, with uh, Pete Carroll just because he wants to be the feature in the offense and Pete Carroll now wants to kind of go back to the ground and pound and not just throw the rock around. So when you read these headlines, when you see this, what are your initial thoughts about Russell Wilson and the possibility of him being out of uh, Seattle even as early as this year? Do you think it's a strong possibility? And if so, and you're one of those teams, what are you calling an offering or are you calling an offering? Seattle? Anything.
0: We talked about this like a month ago or so Q where we said like, there's no way he's getting moved. I I still feel that way. And I know, I know there's numbers that that say like, Oh, well maybe they could do it this way, but come on, this is Russell Wilson. This is the face of your franchise. This is the best quarterback that y'all done had. Y'all ain't trying to let this go. And and, and I understand that there's some beef there. You can squash it. You're not the Houston Texans who are just going to completely bungle this situation. And again, right now, if they were to let him go, they would they would have fifty eight million dollars in dead cap over the next three years. That's a lot of money to have to deal with. That would be a salary cap hell. That would, be, that would be a rough spot to, to, to figure out because then you're also going to then be looking for your franchise quarterback going forward. He, he's, he's, 30, he's 33 this season. Right. That's a, that's a great age to have a quarterback. At the end of his contract, he will be 36 the, the, on the first year of the new deal. Like he'll, he'll be 35 his last year on, on the current contract that he's on. That is prime time to give a quarterback another deal to stick around. So I, I think whatever beef is being had right now, Pete Carroll needs to sit down with this guy. They need to sit down with the, with the with the front office of the Seahawks and be like, look, whatever's making people unhappy, let's straighten it out. And let's not have to take this huge cap hit to get, to get to, in getting rid of Russell because whatever good future they have in the next few years has to have him around it. If you take Russell Wilson off that Seahawks team queue, the, the the games that they won this last year that made us think originally that they were going to be in serious contention, they don't even win those games. They'd be, a, they'd be picking in the top 10 without Russell Wilson this last year. So there's in my mind, there's no way that this should happen. They need to find answers and, and make him happy.
1: How do they do that? How do they go about doing that? I mean, he's saying that he wants to throw the ball around the yard. He actually believes, according to reports, that he's a top five quarterback, not in, in the league right now, but of all time. Of all time. That's a big, huge statement. So how do you make a guy who won a Super Bowl by way of defense and a strong running game with, with beast mode all of a sudden, you know, kind of go back to that style because you want to ultimately you want to win games. If you're the Seahawks, you're not really worried about legacy. You're not worried about where he is all time as far as quarterback rankings go. You're worried about winning games and trying to get back to the Super Bowl. How does Pete Carroll in that, in that uh, office, that front office, how do they appease Russell Wilson so then he doesn't at some point come and ask for a trade?
0: I think you say, Hey, listen, we hear you out. We'll get you this other weapon. You know, some guy to add to the mix here, but at the end of the day, you gotta, he, he, you gotta be able to level with him. Like, look, man, like we, we got, we, you know, we got your DK Metcalf. He's, he balled out for you. Um, but we need to get, we need to get another running back. And, and maybe the answer is getting athletic running back that he can also throw to, you know, maybe that's part of the, but they got to get a part, a ground game back. They got to yeah. work on the defense and you got to explain him like, look, if you really want to expand, if, you know, expand your legacy, if you really want to show the, show the world that you're the man winning, the Super Bowl is going to do that. Not adding a whole bunch of stats. And I think that he gets that Russell is a smart dude, right? Um, you know he, he's he's not he's not some crazed individual. He's not Vince Young going out and taking out a loan for five hundred thousand dollars just to spend on his birthday. You know <laughs> Russell Wilson has built a career on making the right decisions and being the kind of guy that that that's level headed and keeps things going. I'm absolutely in favor of trusting that. And, and and hey, make him feel a part of the process. Do whatever it takes. It's like, look, who are your guys that you want to get in this draft class? Who did you see that that, that you're excited? Like you want this position to be addressed. We will take that into consideration and make a pick that does that. But you do not want this to be another a uh, situation where like, you know, you're trying to treat him like like the Packers have treated Aaron Rodgers because Russell, I think, does get the sense that like, look, I can do whatever the heck I want in the coming years. And players are starting to feel more and more that they have power in these negotiations situations. You know, look at what's happened with Sean Watson. You do not want that to happen with with Russell Wilson, with the state that the, the, the Seahawks are in. They need to keep building on who they have. I I just, I think that the the key is let him in, let him in the war room a little bit. Let him, let his influence be felt there. Let get, you know, get up one of your, one of your first three rounds, make one of those picks address something that he wants and say, Hey, Russell, we got this guy for you, but we got to do these other things as well.
1: I just want to know what's not level-headed about taking out a $500,000 loan to go party on your birthday at (laughs) Applebee's.
0: What's not level-headed
1: about that, Chris?
0: That was, uh, that was Vince Young's uh, decision after he was out of the NFL <laughs> and he knew he wasn't getting another contract and he took out a ridiculous – I'm not sure if it was 500000 but I know it was, it was like in the six figures. And it was like I, – when I read this story, it was like, yeah, like this dude's lost it. Like he took out this huge loan to have this big bash and then he had to go back to school and now he's just in debt and it's just – it's sad. And, you know, again, the the – the culture that a lot of these NFL players are thrust into forces them to spend a lot of money to fit to this lifestyle that they're told has to be the way that they live. And, That's a, that leads to a lot of poor decisions and a lot of things that end up hurting these players. I don't think Russell Wilson is making those decisions considering, considering this man is well off. He's married to Sierra. um, You know, he's, he's got futures kid and everything, and they seem to be doing well investing in like, you know, other sports organizations and things. So, I, I get the sense that this guy's not a loose cannon. He's not flying off at the handle. Right. That's another reason to want to keep him around is because he will be at the end of the day. You can reason with this man. He's not going to he's not going to go in full Antonio Brown on you. And uh, you know, be throwing like gummies at police officers.
1: <laughs> no, nah, he's he's good for the uh, the organization, no doubt about that. Now let let me just go ahead and flip it on the other side and play devil's advocate. If you're the Cowboys, if you're the Bears, if you're the Saints, if you're the Raiders, and your name pops up on this this report from his agent, this statement from his agent, again, not from him, not demanding a trade, but if you're one of those four teams and your name pops up there. What are you doing? What what kind of call are you making to John Schneider, the GM of the Seattle Seahawks? What are you? What are the questions you're asking? And are you making a, a trade offer?
0: If, if I if I'm getting Russell Wilson, and I'm a team that has pieces around me that knows I can win really soon, I'm willing to give you two to three first round picks and an extra pick, maybe like a third or a fourth round pick on top of that to get this guy. I believe Russell Wilson is the man. Right. I don't think he's fifth all time. I think that's that's that's, that's yes, yeah, that's, that's a little rich. <laughs> yeah, that's and, and hey, when you're when you're when you're the player, you you can feel like you 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 say those things because right. you really believe in yourself. I, right. I, I, I don't besmirch that upon him. But when I'm you know when, when I'm looking at when I when I'm other teams looking at him, I'm like, oh, but I think I can do something with this guy, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, I mean with their current roster you'd have him with, you know, you'd have Tyron Smith at left tackle, Ezekiel, Elliott still at running back, Amari Cooper. You got CD lamb on that rookie contract. Like I add him to that mix. Oh yes, please. Like uh, Russell Wilson, you know, with, with the weapons that the Cowboys have who knows what they could do. I, and, and as for the rest of the NFL, I'd be terrified because now I'd be like, wait, you mean you gave Russell weapons everywhere and right. a defense with some players like Demarcus Lawrence and, you know, and the guys that they got there and, you, you know, now we actually got to talk about the 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 Cowboys might be winning playoff games again. Like, you know, that's that's what that's what the fear would be with there. So, uh, you know, the Saints would be in that conversation. I think the Saints are out because they they, they got too many salary cap problems. Right. Like they 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 are there there is. I think they're the worst in the league right with the Eagles. Um, uh, but if, if I'm doing it, I'm giving up multiple first round picks to get it. But it has to be a team that has everything together you know what I mean like it can't be like with the Steelers for example they need to get an offensive line they need a running back they're they're not in a position to trade for it like if if Russell Wilson was offered up to the Steelers they would not take that deal because they got to do so many different things right now with their with their their lineup but if if you're a team like the Cowboys says you know what offensive line's fine or running back's fine or defense you know could use some work but it's on its way and we have receiving talent you know maybe we could do that And, and I think if it's that team make that call but if Again, the Seahawks, with how much of a cap it that they're taking, they would have to look at these teams and say, look, you know this is really going to hurt us to lose this guy, so the price is going to go up even higher.
1: Well, I'll tell you, uh, Corbin Smith, who's the host of Locked on Seahawks, he was doing kind of a little bit of a round table with all four of the hosts from those teams, from the from the Bears, from the Cowboys, from the Saints, and from the Raiders, and when it came my turn, he asked me straight up, you know, hey, if you're making that call, Q, what are you giving up? And so with my offer was, I give up Derek Carr, I give up the first round draft pick this year, which is number 17 overall, I give up the first round draft pick in uh, 2022, and I'll give you a third round draft pick in 2022. But that's it. That's where I'm going. And I think that that's a pretty good deal because I'm not desperate. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not desperate to get rid of Derek Carr. I think you can win games with Derek Carr. I think the Raiders could win a lot of games with him. But I still know that Russell Wilson's an upgrade. So, yes, would I be willing to make that move? But I'm not going to sell the farm. You know what I mean? And I do think, hey, the Raiders have a strong offensive line. They have a strong run game. Defense needs work. But they got weapons. They got Darren Waller. They got Henry Ruggs. They got Hunter Renfro. They got – I mean, they got guys. You know, they got players – that they can, they can put around him and be successful. So those are my, you know, those are my offers. And then, hey, by the way, you're playing in Las Vegas, and, you know, if your wife at some point decides that she has enough hits to be a, a resident, I don't think she does, but whatever. If she does, then, hey, go ahead. She Maybe she picks up a residence at Circus Circus or something. I don't know. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but Sierra's not my
0: favorite. So anyway, I mean it's just it is what it is. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Sierra, I apologize for what Q has said. He he may not be your yeah, you may not be his favorite, but I'm saying there's a lot of appreciation for Sierra over here. So just say, just say it right now. <laughs> well I mean, that's just it. It is what it is. So I mean, but I you mean, you gotta, I gotta make say, a call. level up was not her best. I, I do admit, like that—that that was when you tell, okay, she's a mom now. She has to, she has to be cooler with her lyrics. But, <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, um, <laughs> that, that's—I didn't even think about Sierra getting a residency. yet. Yeah, she's not at that level. <laughs> at Circus Circus, that's where she's getting at. <laughs> at Circus Circus, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't—I done, done stayed there before, and that would. Uh, No, that's disrespectful, Q. I know, I know. You were so wrong.
1: I know, I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) Right now, hopefully that
0: didn't just cost the Raiders Russell Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, Russell Wilson, he's all he's all with Adam Schefter you know, I was gonna sign with the Raiders but then this guy named Q yeah messed it up I, t- I heard him on the locked on NFL podcast <laughs> get out of here I hung up the phone immediately on John Gruden
1: I thought Gruden was cool until I heard that Q guy talk about my wife being at Circus Circus yeah that's that's bad I shouldn't have said so I'll give her Planet Hollywood hey J-Lo's at Planet Hollywood so they could be you know birds of a feather they could put out a song together like Brandy and Monica did back in the day now you get getting old school I hey man I gotta Clean it up a little bit. So I'll, 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 I'll improve him. She moves from Circus Circus to Planet ho- Hollywood. There you go. Good. The whole city of Las Vegas hates me now. But, uh, so wait, uh, wait. bottom line though, you don't think Russell Wilson goes anywhere, anywhere this year. You think that's I, fool's gold?
0: I, I think that's fool's gold. I think he sticks right in Seattle. They, they know they need him. He, I think he recognizes like, hey, they, they've paid me the money I need. Um, you, I think I think the bottom line is make him feel part of the part of the process of what's going on at the organization. That's what the Steelers did with Ben Roethlisberger. They said, "Hey, we'll get you the receivers you need. We got we signed Eric Ebrod. We did this, we did this, we we did that. We got you your money. We made your guy the offensive coordinator." And and that's why now at the end of his career with this last year, he wants to take a deal that cut himself money, you know, cut himself out of the mo- some of the money that he's going to make and he's willing to help them with their salary cap build that trust with Russell Wilson. He'll pay it back.
1: Yeah, no no doubt about that. I I agree 100%. I just think that there's something brewing there in Seattle, and it might not do anything this year. It might be uh, not till next year. And either way, it's going to cost a whole bunch of draft picks. But, Chris, just because you... You get a lot of draft picks, don't mean you're gonna hit on those draft picks. And we'll talk what we mean about that coming up in segment number three. Before we get into that, though, wanna tell you about RockAuto.com. They're a family business, they've been serving auto park customers online for 20 years. All you gotta do is go to RockAuto.com, shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, and they got everything engine control parts, brake parts, tail pump, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet. If your car is something that you drive every day to work or school, or maybe it's the car that you roll out on Sunday at Classic Ride, it's all good. They got everything you need, a few easy clicks away, and it's delivered directly to your door. The catalog at rockauto.com is super easy to navigate through. You quickly could check out all the parts available for your vehicle. You choose the brands, the specifications, and most importantly, the prices that you prefer. That's right. The prices at rockauto.com are always super low, and the same for professionals as it is for do-it-yourself. So, there's no reason to spend up to twice as much for the same part. Right now, go to rockauto.com, check out the parts available for your car or truck. While you're there, only thing that myself and Chris asked you to do is in the little box that said, Hey, how'd you hear about us? right locked on NFL. That's how they know that we sent you and that we're doing a really good job. Matter of fact, you can put in parentheses Friday's edition. Amazing selection, super low prices, all the parts your car is ever going to need is all at one spot. That's rockauto.com.
0: You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Podcast. It's the Friday edition here with Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers and your boy Q from Locked On Raiders. Now, Q. We've been talking about quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, but something that needs to be said for all the people every year that swear up and down. You got to trade up to get this quarterback. You got to trade up to get that quarterback. It is not a guarantee that if you do that, that you're just getting the guy who's going to last you the next 10 years. And there was an interesting tweet that you told me off the air that showed just how real that that situation is.
1: Yeah, it was crazy, man. It was from Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network. And he tweeted out in the last 10 NFL drafts, the first quarterback off the board has ended up becoming the clear, no doubt, best quarterback in the class two times. He said, obviously, it's still early for recent picks, but I thought this was a pretty fascinating thing. It also speaks to the supreme importance of situation and fit. Again, that's from Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network and – of course, when he says the the recent ones, I mean, he's talking 2020, Joe Burrow, to Justin Herbert, 2019, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, that class. But just I mean, even if you go back to 2010, Chris, I mean, it's it's slim pickings as far as sure shot. No doubt about it. Those were the real deal franchise guys.
0: And let's look at that year by year. Let's look at the guys who were the first picks, the first quarterback off the board in each in each year. Now, in 2010. Sam Bradford was the guy who was drafted there. That was a rough year for quarterbacks cuz the next guy was Tim Tebow, Jim Clausen, <laughs> Colt McCoy. Like okay, yeah, Sam Bradford was by default the best quarterback. But the next year, Cam Newton, legit first overall pick, uh an NFL MVP, got the Panthers to their 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 first Super Bowl appearance since they had Jake Delhomme. That that was that was legit. Even though, you know, players like, you know, uh, like Colin Kaepernick and Andy Dalton were later in in the rounds, you'd still take Cam Newton over those guys. Um but 2012 is when it starts to get interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, buddy. How about 2012? Andrew Luck, he was the first guy taken. RG3, second guy taken. One went to the Colts. One went to the Redskins. Then first they were the Redskins. second overall, by the way. Exactly. Second overall. All the way down in round number three is the guy that I believe was the best quarterback in that draft. And that's Russell Wilson, and we just spent a whole oh. segment talking about him. He's still in the league, and he has a Super Bowl ring. RG three is a career backup at this point, and Andrew Luck is out of the league.
0: And Ryan Tannehill was eighth overall, but come on, Ryan Tannehill.
1: Right, right. I don't know how he last year got Comeback Player of the Year, but that's a whole nother conversation. Uh, you know, he, he he's still hanging around the league, but he's not better than than Russell Wilson. So uh, to Daniel Jeremiah's you know his credit right there, you know the best quarterback arguably in t- 2012 came out of round three. So yeah. Going to, to 2013, is this the year I could just skip?
0: <laughs> yeah, 2013, the only first-round draft pick quarterback was DJ e- e- Manuel – this year had Geno Smith, yuck, Mike Glennon, uh, Matt Barkley, uh, Ryan see whatever, Tyler, Tyler Wilson. Who is even Tyler Wilson? You guys drafted in the Raiders. Who is even Tyler Wilson? I don't even <laughs> remember Why did I say you guys? I didn't do that. I ain't responsible for that. <laughs> I ain't responsible for that. Uh, Landry Jones, okay, The Steelers again, Steelers spent a fourth-round draft pick on that guy. He was a backup for a few years, worked out, but that's the majority of this draft. Nobody was important throughout 2013. Who cares about that year?
1: There you go. There you go. How about 2014? First quarter Back off the board Blake Bortles <laughs> God,
0: next quarterback overall. off the board
1: Johnny Manziel Ugh. Teddy Bridgewater Jimmy G was in that draft I think the best quarterback coming out of 2014 no doubt about it and, and he's always in the conversation about being traded is the Raiders Derek Carr he was a second round pick
0: I gotta give that to you I I'd say Derek Carr of this class um you know that one season where he was in the running to be an NFL MVP yep um you know he he's at least been there you know Teddy Bridgewater, had he not gotten injured, might have been in that situation. Might, might have been this conversation a little bit more. Um, but uh, but yeah, of, of these guys, Derek Carr. But one thing's for sure, Blake Bortles and Johnny Manziel, maybe two of the worst of this class.
1: Exactly. Absolutely. No doubt about that. 2015, of course, that was the Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota years. They went one and two. Who was going to be the better fit? Well, Chris, both of those guys find themselves on new teams now. <laughs>
0: It's like when teams draft quarterbacks first and second overall, it usually doesn't work for either of them.
1: Exactly. So this year, this year, if Trevor Lawrence, which we all know is gonna go number one to Jacksonville, the Jets better not draft a quarterback number two because it probably won't work out for either
0: team. (laughs) It'll curse both them and the Jaguars, and it'll just further this cycle of hatred that they have amongst themselves of just, hey, we're all gonna, it's crabs in a bucket. We're just all pulling each other down. But you're right, 2015, that's a wash because they were the only two. Like, you know, big name quarterbacks selected there. Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. 2016, again, number one, number two overall, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. We just saw both of these guys get traded. Yep, exactly. And then the last guy, Paxton Lynch, who got drafted in the first round. I mean, they said this dude was up too late playing Call of Duty. Like, he was coming to to practice tired. Wow. He was a first round pick by John Elway in the Broncos. And that's why he ended up being like a fourth string guy for the Steelers. And they were like, okay, we'll see what you have. Okay. You don't got nothing. Get out of here. Um, It's, and you look at this, the best player, of this draft class, Dak Prescott fourth round. Yeah. He was a compensatory pick on top of that. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) You know, Connor cook went before him. Uh, I mean, all these guys, there's a bunch of guys that went before him. Dak Prescott went as a compensatory pick in round four. And he, yeah, no doubt about it, he's the best quarterback in hell. He can't even get a contract from the team he's on. He can't even get a real contract.
0: World that we live in, man. How about 2017? That's a cheat code. You can't listen, listen, not every like some of these years, it was just bad picks, but not every year. Do you have the Bears trade up to get the second overall pick just to pick Mitchell Trubisky when Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes are on the draft board? That is is just lunacy.
1: That that is (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't make any sense
0: whatsoever.
1: But that's what the Bears did. And that's why they find themselves in the position that they're in right now. They had the pick of the litter and they went with Mitchell Trubisky of all players. They went with Mitchell Trubisky.
0: I mean, again, we're showing year by year. And I know you're probably thinking, like, we get it. We get it. But the point is, is that just because teams reach up to get a guy does not mean that he's going to be the guy of the NFL. Yep, exactly. And that's the thing. That's the thing when it comes to all
1: these mm -hmm. draft picks and all these teams talking about trade and what would you give up? What would you give up? It don't matter if you give up three first-round picks. If you don't use it right, if the team don't use it correctly and they pick a guy like a Blake Bortles or an E.J. Manuel or a Jared Goff or a Carson Wentz or a Marcus Mariota or a Jameis Winston, any of those guys, you know, Johnny Manziel, what does it mean? What does it give for you? Nothing. It's a waste of time. I mean, hell, you went back to 2007 and and, and called out Jamarcus Russell. (laughs) He was number one overall. First Calvin, overall. Calvin Johnson. I know he's not a quarterback, but Calvin Johnson, Megatron went number two.
0: Yep. He just Imagine. went into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Imagine if the Raiders had selected him.
1: Don't get me started. <laughs> don't get me started on that. I don't, I actually, you know what? I did that to myself. I said <laughs> that. Let Why let did I start
0: at that? That's my fault. How about 2018? Let's move forward. Let's keep moving so you, forward. So that y'all see behind the scenes, we were talking about this segment beforehand, and I brought up Demarcus Russell, and he was like, don't you do that. Don't don't you bring that up. And I was like, all right, all right, I won't. But then you just heard Q brought it up on the show. Yeah,
1: I know. I, it, it doesn't make any it don't make any sense, man. Whatever you got in your red solo cup, apparently it's affecting my brain.
0: <laughs> it is uh it may or may not be Hennessy.
1: There you know. go. See, exactly. <laughs> How about 2018? Let's get a little more recent. Baker Mayfield, he was the number one overall guy. He was a Heisman Trophy winner out of Oklahoma. But then they had Josh Allen in that draft. And oh, by the way, a league MVP. Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson,
0: I'm sorry, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, both of those guys way above yeah. Sam Donald and ba- ba- Baker Mayfield. The first two, those guys were picked first overall, third overall. Um, There's there's no question of mine. Again, just because you pick up high does not mean you're going to, you're going to pick great. And the guy who everyone buys into might not necessarily be like, for example, there's a, there's, there's a push out here right now. You that Trevor Lawrence is only successful because he played at Clemson. And I don't all I don't I'll, I'll say that I don't say that because the man does have a cannon of an arm. Right. Like I've, i I was I was covering Pitt versus Clemson because I cover Pitt. And there was a play where he stood on the 30-yard line. Or no, he stood like on the 20-yard line and launched a ball that landed at the 20-yard line on the other side of the field in stride with the receiver like Damn. and it was good coverage like the cornerback who was on him I believe was Marquise Williams for Pitt and I think it was Powell uh who's in this draft class he caught it with one like it was like in his bread basket. like he didn't have to reach out and get it. it was just in his like on his shoulder pads right and I was just sitting there like holy crap how do you stop someone like that that can launch a ball like all the way on the other side of the field and it looked like it was just a natural throw that's where I don't think that That Trevor Lawrence is a joke. Now, if he goes to the wrong team, which maybe he does because it's the Jaguars, maybe he doesn't work out, but there's a lot of natural talent there that if you build around it, you can make something of it.
1: Yeah, and they got a lot of uh, cap space. They, uh, you know, obviously with Urban Meyer, uh, they got some uh, draft picks. They got plenty of draft capital and they got plenty of cap space. So they should be able to put something around uh, Trevor Lawrence, but that'll be, you know, that'll be the big question. You know, will he be a guy that turns out to be the best quarterback in the draft like everyone's anticipated for like the last five years? I mean, going back to even before that dude was in Clemson, it was like, oh, he's going to be a number one overall pick. I mean, he's been the chosen one since he was a youngster, you know, going all the way back to high school. So we'll see what happens with Trevor Lawrence. But, you know, just looking at the last couple of years, and I know we can't really put the jury out yet, but 2019, you had Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, you know, Dwayne Haskins, you know, you had and Dwayne Haskins. We already know he's he's all right, he's a Pittsburgh backup now. Yeah. You yeah. know, he was a former number one overall pick. But, you know, maybe Kyler Murray is going to be the best quarterback in that draft. Maybe Daniel Jones will turn up to be that guy. I don't. I don't know who else. You know, I would even consider. But the the jury's still out. They have. They have. They all have a lot more to prove. Still,
0: right. They have a lot to prove. And it's and it's the same thing with twenty twenty. Right. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, whatever. You know, two attackable like that. They, that's going to play itself out. And the I don't grade a draft class until we've seen their rookie contracts play out. Yeah. Because like even for guys who who aren't that great in their first two years, a lot of times they'll turn it around their third and fourth years. And they will be someone different. And then you're going to be sitting there like, oh yeah, I knew that they were No, you weren't. You were downplayed like, like for the Steelers. Everyone said Bud Dupree was a bum after his first two years. Then his third and fourth years, he turns it on. And then this past year was his fifth year under the, um, you know, I think he was, he was franchise tagged or whatever. And, and he, they were like, oh man, we love Bud Dupree. And it's like, no, y'all don't y'all. De- y'all said he was a bum years ago. I told you that he was developing and he got to this point that happens with a lot of players in this league. So that's why I don't judge these classes per se, even, even 2018. I'm a little, I'm a little like, you know, we may not know which one is the best there. We do see that Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are better than Baker Mayfield. I think that's objectively enough to see. Um, But you got to wait and see on on, a lot of these guys. And and that's what we encourage you to to, to do with this next class. Like, you know, everyone's good because everyone always on draft day says, oh, this team won, that team won. You don't know who won until we done seen how how they play out. Right. So just be patient. See what's going on. You know, whenever people reevaluate drafts and they say, like, you know, like there's always a, ooh, what if we redrafted the 2016 NFL draft? Who would each team take? You know, like I, I think those are kind of the only, like, you know, just fun exercises to see what would happen there. But, you know, it's those years like, okay, now let's look back and see how did they do? Like, okay, this team obviously didn't come out on top because this player's not on their roster anymore. Um, that's when you evaluate. But, You know, it's too early to save all these guys. And again, it's just going to be, you know, wait and see, you know, get as much information you can on not just who these guys are as players but who these guys are as people like you know like for example you brought up JaMarcus Russell um you know JaMarcus Russell there's there's the the infamous story of how the the coaches gave him blank tapes to take home and watch <laughs> and study yep. and then he came back and uh he said oh yeah I watched him I learned a whole lot about the the opposing defense and they're like we gave you blank tapes like if you actually turned them on we would know you would you would have said you gave me blank tapes and and so he was busted you know they you need to look into the character of a player. You need to understand who they are and what they bring to you, to the table for you. Um, and uh, that's, that goes into on top of how good their arm is and how mobile they are. That goes into why you pick a quarterback
1: absolutely absolutely so the lesson learned here is just because you get the first quarterback off the board don't mean he's going to be the best quarterback uh, of the draft class and just because you have multiple draft picks don't mean that you want to trade away your franchise quarterback houston seattle just to get actual draft picks because don't mean that you're going to get a franchise quarterback in the draft with those picks
0: 100 percent. he's your boy q i'm chris carter This has been the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate all of you for joining us throughout the week. Be back in your ears on Monday with a new episode of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Remember, you can subscribe to us. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts, Radio.com, all the places where podcasts are hosted. Leave us a five-star review with a positive comment. Doing that really helps us out. And have a good weekend, everybody. Be back in your ears next week.